Hello, my darlings. Welcome back to Slut Radio. I'm glad that you're with me. Uh, don't forget our little catchphrase. The time has come. Yes, it has. The time has come this time. The last time we were together, I left you with a teaser. Do you remember? I, I told you about my uh, first sexual experience that I had gone all the way. Oh, my goodness. It was really bad, but it's my good memory. So mm, there you go. Putting a smile on my face many, many years later. Anyway, after that story, I left you with the teaser that I was going to tell you about how I told my child about sex. I have to give you some background here. I told you a little bit about how uh, my mother told me and my sister about sex. My dad had nothing to do with it. Dads didn't back in those days. Uh, you didn't. And I was really lucky to get a talking to by my mother. So that left me after I had my child. And we only had one, the ex-husband and I. We only had one child. I haven't been married. He has, he's married again, but doesn't have kids with her. They've got dogs. So we've only got the one child between the two of us. And... He told me when she was born a female child, uh, because we didn't know until she was born that she was going to be a girl. Uh, she was a C-section. She was breech. She was turned around. She wouldn't cooperate. She was very shy. So we didn't figure out until she was born that she was a she. And that's okay. We, we loved it. But uh, the ex did inform me that anything strictly female... Uh, that would be periods, was going to be my parenting niche. Uh, so when it came to sex, that was going to be mine. And I knew it, had many years to think about it. And one of the things that uh, I think I told you on that last podcast, I told you to remember. I told you to remember your first time doing anything, uh, driving a car, having sex, even even not even having sex, but maybe even just the first kiss, getting to first base the first time. Remember all these things because when you are a parent, remembering those things and relating those things to your children or child, whichever you've got, is going to be a very big step in life. And it's how you deal with talking to your child or children about sex that is gonna make you or break you I feel like so I'm still here so it made me I guess no <laughs> I I uh let me give you a little bit a little bit of background here my daughter let's see I I don't know how old she was she was in middle school if that helps so middle school age, whatever that is. She wasn't in high school yet. When we moved up to Tennessee, we chose our house and where we were looking and everything. We went strictly by schools. We wanted our daughter to have the best education possible that uh, public education could provide. So we found that. And in the school system that we had chose, or chosen, I'm sorry, the sex education was not sex education. My daughter asked me, we were in a car, and um, my 
family and my husband's family are beach people. We, we very much enjoy the beach, beaches, wherever. And um, my family had several times rented beach houses. And it, it's a combined family. We have step-siblings, and then we all had kids. And, and so it was very fun. But she, she asked me something about we were in the car and uh, she asked me something about condominiums or, or something or, or maybe I asked her something came up with condoms about condoms and she said isn't a condom is that an abbreviation for the place we stay while we're at the beach she thought it was a condo condom condo I can see how that would be confusing unless you're in middle school and have had sex education. So I looked at her. I asked her what she was learning in these sex ed classes. And do you want to know what she told me? Very enlightening. Sex makes babies. That's what they were teaching the children. Sex makes babies. That was worse than when my mother sat down and read me this book. At least she read me the book. You know, at least I had some kind of insert tab A into slot C making for baby B. I, I don't know. Uh, but so she had had a year under her belt at this point of the what they called sex education, family life. It, it had some kind of name that did not include the word sex. I can tell you that. Um for those of you who don't know, I do live in the buckle of the Bible belt. I realized, yes, the time had come for me to talk to my child about sex. But how? How did I do this? So I put it off, and I thought about it, and I thought about it, and I thought about it, and she knew I was thinking about it. And one of the things that I have to pause and, and uh, interject right here is the fact that no matter what, when my child started actually talking, when she was little bitty, when she started talking and asking questions as children do, I, I never, ever blew it off or said, because I'm the mom and I said so, unless I was teasing her. And then, you know, we would have fun with that. But if she asked me a legitimate question, Mommy, why is the sky blue? I would do my best to answer her. And I would tell her it has something to do with light and refraction and ozone. I don't know the whole answer. Do you want to go with me and find out? And we could get on the computer. The ex-husband was very technologically advanced, and we always had a computer when she was growing up, even when it was uh, not a common thing for most people to have in their homes. So shout out to the ex for doing that. Always had a computer set up. So we could learn about these things. She would sit down with me and she would have a question. And uh, I'll never forget, it completely blew her mind when I told her, you know, that somehow or another we had, we had gotten to talking about uh, girls having periods and what caused that. And I told her she had eggs. And she said, like a chicken? <laughs> I know, baby, yes, like a chicken, but not like a chicken. These are not, anyway, so I had to explain that to her. And she was fascinated. But she got to this point where she knew some things about sex. Because 
Again, I'm asking you, my listeners, to remember when you were, let's say, 10 years old. You knew about sex, but you didn't know about sex. You didn't want to ask your parents about it. You kind of maybe wanted to talk to your friends about it. So see, this is what I'm telling you. Don't forget this stuff. This is what makes it hard for kids to come to their parents and sit down and actually have a conversation. So remember that. Remember how awkward it is and how awkward you felt. And the fact that, oh my God, my mother is going to sit down and tell me about somebody doing something with, is a vagina the same thing as a pussy? Oh God, that's so gross. My mother's calling it a vagina. Oh my God. You know, all that stuff. So we had the relationship where I I never blew her off and she could come to me and ask me these questions. Okay, so we're in the car and having this conversation and I asked her after she told me what she thought a condom was. She thought it was an abbreviation for condominium, which kind of makes sense, but no, sorry, baby. Um, after she told me what they learned in this, for want of a better word, for, for the sex education class, after she told me what they learned in this sex class is that sex makes babies, upon further questioning, I found out that the kids in this class, they were divided, which at the age of 10 is okay, I suppose. They were divided by sex. So the boys were in one class and the girls were in another class. That would be okay if you were actually going to discuss what needs to be discussed, which is everything that these children are going through and about to go through because some people do mature at earlier ages. Some girls start their periods earlier. Some girls fill out. Some boys start developing and having the wet dreams and and uncontrollable hard-ons at earlier ages. So 10, I think, is a, is a good age for these classes to start, but you want to teach these children, these 10-year-olds, what to expect from what their bodies are doing now, possibly, to what they will be doing, which is going to include all the hair that's going to grow and all the uh, body parts that are going to reach different sizes and menstruation. You know, a lot of girls still don't understand about their periods and how it relates to baby making. And it's a very important thing. You don't learn how to put a condom on. The, basically, what I learned from talking to my child, having that eye-opening experience in the car, I learned that my school system, my daughter's school system, the, the school system that my taxes were going into was teaching an abstinence-only curriculum. Yeah, you heard me. Now, how realistic is that? You've got kids that their hormones are about to fucking explode or explode fucking. I'm not kidding with that. You need to teach them how to deal with it. One of the things you need to talk about to them is masturbation. I mean, because that's going to solve a lot of problems. Solve some sexual angst. Solve some, uh, some, I'm sorry, some possible date rapes. 
I'm, and again, I'm not kidding because the hormones that teenagers are experiencing, remember that. See, that's what I said. I said, just remember, just remember. And if you remember how confused you were as a girl getting your period and getting the cramps and oh my god your boobs are tender I'm so cranky oh but I'm so happy oh my god I'm gonna kill my best friend I hate her you know all these things are real because of hormones and I can't even relate to you poor guys who have the uncontrollable hard-ons that you have to hold books in front of you know you don't have a, 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 well, I guess in the wintertime you could pull a, a hoodie, you know, on and have the kangaroo pouch and have your hands in the pockets. But what the hell do you do in the summertime? I don't know. So we had this abstinence-only curriculum, which I was just appalled with. So I decided that I was going to tell my daughter about sex. And I kept the period talk a little bit separate at that point, because we were already making inroads into period talk and bra talk and and those things. But I did let her know that your period is basically going to be your calendar. And that it, regardless of what the calendar says, here's when the first day of your period is. That's the first day of your calendar. So anyway, my daughter... You could tell every time I started to bring it up, she would hightail it out of the room. I tried to be subtle, which I'm not good at subtle, but I tried for her sake to be subtle. It didn't work. She would hightail it out of the room every time. I tried to be direct. I tried to tell her, you need to know this and you're not learning it in school. How are you going to learn it? Well... We uh, we were in the car yet again when when you have a, a tween child and a teen child, that's when you're going to spend a lot of time in the car with them going to and from activities. She had orthodontist appointments that we had to go to. So we were we were in the car a lot. What makes talking to someone uncomfortable? It's eye contact, right? <laughs> you can talk to somebody in a car. You can, especially if it's the driver, because the driver has to keep his or her eyes on the road. Yes? Mm-hmm. So my, my evil mind starts plotting, and I realize that uh, we, my daughter and I, the ex-husband uh, was not interested in going, so my daughter and I had made plans to go down to Florida to visit with my mom and my stepdad and my sister. We were going to be there for about, I don't know, a week, 10 days, something like that. So we had a good, good time on the trip down. And we had a good time there. And on the way home, I gave, her, I gave her a heads up. I said, on the way home, we're talking about sex. She didn't have a choice. She had to get in that car and come home with me. She couldn't have gotten on a plane. I guess my mom could have gotten her a plane ticket. But she didn't, you know, my daughter didn't think to ask. So she got in the car and... Let's see, how long is that drive? It's usually about a 10-hour drive, depending on traffic. 
we pile in the car, we get all our luggage, and we're in the car. We're having a good time. You know, we had the radio on, we're singing. And I let her guard drop because she was nervous. She was really, really, really nervous. And we drove and we got all the way through Georgia until we hit Chattanooga. And about the Tennessee state line, I think she thought I forgot about it. So after we got through Chattanooga, I said, okay, let's talk about sex. I, I had her trapped, and I said, the reason that I wanted to do this this way is because I'm not looking at you. And what I have to say to you is important enough that I want you to absorb it. I don't want you to be looking away from me, wishing that you were anywhere else. So this way... I'm not looking at you. You can look at me. You can look out the window. The radio is off at this point. Um, so we talked. And it was a good talk. I told her the basics. And we, she asked me questions. That's what I can't get over. To this day, I can't get over that. And that's been a long time ago. But we had the talk about sex. We had the talk about how babies were made. We had to talk about boobs and hairs. And, and we did talk some about menstrual cycles and, and how that figured in. We talked some about masturbation. We talked about semen. We, because that's something I didn't know anything about. I'm like, ew, 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 where'd that come from? You know, the first time I saw it, it's like, <coughs> okay. <laughs> Didn't know that was going to happen. Is that natural? Do you need a Band-Aid? <laughs> so I, I talked to her about these natural, natural things. But once she saw that this was going to happen, A, this was going to happen, B, it was going to happen with me, C, it was going to happen right then and there, she decided to, you know, say what the fuck. She didn't actually say what the fuck. I remember the first time she dropped the F-bomb in front of me. It was awesome. But uh, I'll tell you all that story another time. Not only was my child having to rely, until I took matters into my own hands, not only was my daughter having to rely on an antiquated system of... <clears throat> teaching this matter but why why was it so antiquated and you know what the 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 whole conclusion of this thing is it's why I'm doing this podcast I do live in the buckle of the bible belt and the school system is teaching abstinence only sex Ha ha ha, that's a, uh, an oxymoron if ever I've heard one. But they're teaching abstinence-only sex. And I don't want to get into the politics and talk about school boards and teachers having to teach tests and so on and so forth. But the curriculum teaching this sex education class or this abstinence-only class, as it were, it has to do with, uh, like I said, the school system. And that's something I'm not ready to talk about just yet. In certain situations, we, we find discussing sex almost intolerable. And in fact, we will 
honestly try to divert the situation or the conversation away from sex when we are in an uncomfortable situation like that and um, what what makes it uncomfortable why can I talk to my best friend about sex I can talk to my doctor about sex but why was it so hard for me to talk to my daughter about sex why was it so hard for my mother to talk to me why was it so hard for me to ask questions? I didn't start asking questions about sex and sexual activities until I was in my 20s. And by then, it was almost too late. I was almost, I got married at 24. So it was almost too late. And I can tell you anything that I learned was wasted in my marriage. But that's a story for another time. So we don't like to talk about sex. We've got leftover baggage from the Victorian era that our parents and our grandparents and, and the ancestors from that generation have passed down to us unwittingly and sadly. So there's one more aspect of the sex talk that makes things uncomfortable. And this is, again, these are just my theories, but I think it's their fear. There is fear in the, especially in the parent-child relationship when it comes to talking about sex. Basically, in a nutshell, kids are afraid they're going to get in trouble if they ask, is it okay if I touch myself? You know, Bobby said that he touched himself and his mom got all crazy. You want your kid to be able to come to you and say, Bobby touched himself, and we talked about it today, and it was really kind of weird. And his mom got all spazzed out. That's when you take the opportunity to say, well, no, Bobby's mom is Bobby's mom, and, and I'm not Bobby's mom. I'm not going to spaz out, and I'm going to sit here and talk to you about this. What do you want to know? I am so sorry. I uh, got sidetracked about why we don't like to talk about sex because it's important to know the whys of things, but ultimately we're talking about me talking to my child about sex and she was comfortable with it. She was able to ask me intelligent questions, reasonable questions. I never once laughed at her unless she laughed first to let me know that she was kidding I respected her. So it's, it's baby steps. Sexually liberated, unashamed. Be unashamed, my friends. Be unashamed to bring up sex and blowjobs and periods and, and boobs and dicks and assholes. And, but people get embarrassed about them. They do. My sister just gets so embarrassed. She can't talk about sex. She can't make, she, she cannot even say penis or vagina. She has to say other things. And she, anyway, that's just a whole different story that I, I may or may not want to talk about one of these days. But there, there's a meme. Be the person your dog thinks you are. If you've got kids, be the parent your child needs you to be. Because kids are fierce. 
kids are wonderful and kids are inquisitive. So let them quiz you. Be open about everything that you need to be open about. I guess I'm ready to close out today's show. As always, if you have any questions, comments, criticisms, whatever, uh, feel free to drop me a line. SlutRadio69, that's SlutRadio69 at gmail.com. You can also reach me on Twitter at SlutRadio1, SlutRadio1, and my Instagram is Slut underscore radio. Thank you for listening. And uh, I think the next episode, we're just going to have to talk about masturbation. What do you think? I think that sounds delightful. <laughs> Can't wait. Um, so I'll see you next time. Be sure and tune in and get ready to jack off. Not really, but if you want to, that's okay, too. There is absolutely nothing wrong with that. Thank you for choosing me. Thank you for trying me on for size. I'm glad I fit.